0: Well, hello there. My name is Amber, and you are listening to City Daily. Today, I'd like to talk to you about a common spiritual discipline that we pursue during these times of Lent, the practice of prayer. If you'd like to dive deeper into the subjects in this podcast, I highly recommend picking up the book, The Practice of the Presence of God, from which most of my content is going to be referenced. I promise you won't regret it. When I think about prayer, my mind immediately goes to Brother Lawrence and his very applicable example of Paul's urging in 1 Thessalonians to pray without ceasing. Now, if you're not familiar with Brother Lawrence, he was a young man born under the name Nicholas Herman in Lorraine in the 1600s during one of the times when that territory belonged to France. He was a simple, uneducated peasant who described himself as, and I quote, a great awkward fellow who broke everything, end quote being 36 weeks pregnant, it's a very relatable biography if you ask me. He was converted at the age of 18, and in 1649, when he was a middle-aged man, he entered a monastery. Soon after, he was put to work in the kitchen as a cook and as a washer of pots and pans. It was a line of work that he naturally detested, but he welcomed it because he expected that working through his hatred of the work would be good for his soul. Very holy, if you ask me. At his particular monastery, they prescribed set times of prayer and set prayers to be recited at those times. Brother Lawrence obediently observed the times, but he eventually gave up on the pre-set prayers, famously saying that they seemed dead to him. And after a while, it turns out he didn't get much benefit from the set times of prayer either, and declared that he was more united to God in his ordinary day-to-day work than when he left them for devotion in his downtime in which he knew himself to struggle with a nagging dryness of spirit. Does that sound familiar at all? I know it does to me. Now, it's true that a man's spiritual practices can be better than his theology, and in Brother Lawrence's case, he simply didn't have much theology. He had difficulty following theological discussions and was usually bored with them. So he concerned himself only with knowing God, not knowing the theology behind it. His devotional method, simply put, was this that we should establish in ourselves a sense of God's presence by continually conversing with him. I'm gonna read that again, that we should establish in ourselves a sense of God's presence by continually conversing with him. Brother Lawrence practiced the presence of God by making every action of his daily work an act of worship and communication with his heavenly father. Everything he did, small or large, in the kitchen or elsewhere, he did for the love of God In the book about his life that I referenced, Practicing the Presence of God, it's noted that he used to talk to God this way. When he was about to undertake something, he said, Lord, I cannot do this unless you enable me. And he testifies that then he received more than sufficient strength. On the occasion that he failed in whatever duty he had just prayed about, he simply confessed his fault, saying to God, I will never do otherwise if you leave me to myself. It is you, God, who must hinder my failing and fix what is wrong. And when I succeed, then I give God thanks, acknowledging that the strength came solely from him. Then, after one of these two simple prayers, he gave himself no further uneasiness about it and didn't think about it again. Okay, let's take a second. Can you imagine that level of faith? That level of familiarity with God That when you fail at something you've prayed about, you immediately turn to God and say, Father, I will fail again and again if you do not intervene. I don't know about you, but I'm personally jealous of that level of intimacy and dependency on God. I want to read you some of my favorite quotes from Brother Lawrence's life. I urge you to listen to these slowly and pick one or two that speak to you and focus on them today. I think you'll find them very applicable and very practical. Let's begin. Our biggest mistake is to think that a time of prayer is different from any other time. It is all one. You need not cry very loud. God is nearer to us than we are aware. God regards not the greatness of the work, but the love with which it is performed. Prayer is nothing else than a sense of God's presence. Our only business is to love and delight ourselves in God. God does not ask much of you, a little remembrance from time to time and a little adoration. We need only to realize that God is close to us and to turn to Him at every moment. We ought to act very simply towards God, speaking frankly to Him and asking His help in things as they occur. We are made for God alone, who can only be pleased when we turn away from ourselves to devote ourselves to Him. God alone is capable of making himself known as he really is. In continuing the practice of conversing with God throughout each day and quickly seeking his forgiveness when I fell strayed, his presence has become as easy and natural to me now as it once was difficult to attain. People seek methods of learning to know God, Is it not much shorter and more direct to simply do everything for the love of him? There is no finesse about it. One only has to do it generously and simply. Let us think often that our only business in this life is to please God. The most excellent method of going to God is that of doing our common business without any view of pleasing people, but purely for the love of God. How can we pray to God without being with him? And how can we be with God without thinking of him often? And how can we think of God, but by a holy habit should we form of it? The more one knows God, the greater one desires to know him. We should establish ourselves in a sense of God's presence by continually conversing with him, it is a shameful thing to quit his conversation to think of trifles and fooleries. One way to recollect the mind easily in the time of prayer and preserve it more in tranquility is not to let it wander too far at other times. In order to know God, we must often think of him, and when we come to love him, we shall then also think of him often, for our heart will be with our treasure. To worship God in truth is to recognize him for being who he is and to recognize ourselves for what we are. Do not always scrupulously confine yourselves to certain rules or particular forms of devotion, but act with a general confidence in God, with love and humility. And my personal favorite, I think that sums up today's podcast quite well, There is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. That is all I have for you today. I encourage you to enjoy this season of Lent, embrace the difficulty and the sweetness, and we will see you for tomorrow's episode of City Daily.